0: Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hey folks, welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here on KBXL 94.1 FM. I'm Ken Lewis. On staff with FCA here in Idaho. And my co-host today is Randy Hutchins. Randy, welcome to Heart of the Athlete. Ken, thanks for having me. Our listeners, man, they get a great opportunity to uh, this this month of July to listen to our speakers that we had at the Northwest FCA Sport Camp the last week of June at NNU. And our speaker for today, which was our last night of camp. Is somebody from kind of your area? Because you're from Primeville, mm-hmm. and uh, so this is a guy named Josh Cordell, right? Yeah, absolutely. Josh is one of our local guys, and uh, he's a pastor over there, and also a tennis coach. He's yeah, co- he t- coaches tennis at uh, Summit High School and uh, is a youth pastor for Westside Church. Yeah, and and it's our first speaker i from the time i've been involved in camp that actually had a like a tennis background background played tennis and coached tennis so so excited and man what a great night he closed out our camp and man just some sound great biblical advice and and just just a great great night and so folks sit back and enjoy pastor josh cordell who's also a tennis coach
1: heavenly father you are so good you are so good and i just pray god that you would speak to us right now, that you would just show us who you are, that we might decrease because you have increased so much, God, in our lives. Well, we pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. amen. So I told, you, I told you the first part about sports, my background there, let me tell you about who I really am. This is my true identity. I'm a sinner saved by grace. I am loved by God. I'm a child of God I'm created in the image of God and then here's one that still blows me away I'm friends with God okay so I am a friend of God I'm a friend of God and so when I knew I was gonna have this opportunity I went to my friend named God and I said God we're talking about greater purpose what are we supposed to talk about what do you have for this group? What do you have for this, this big group here? What, what is the greater purpose? And God gave me a word, and that word was leadership. That word was leadership. So I wanna start, before we do anything else, I wanna have everyone in here say this. Would you say, I am a leader? I am a leader. All right, we're off to a great start. We're off to a great start, you are a leader. So when we think of leaders, there's been no greater leader than Jesus. There's been no greater leader than Jesus. And it's fascinating. He never ran for an office, didn't have social media, didn't have a marketing guy, but Jesus is the greatest leader. And we can say that really confidently because we're here because of him. Like we're still following after him 2,000 years later. And so Jesus is where everything has to start. And so if we're going to talk about leadership, we start with Jesus. And when we talk about purpose... What was Jesus' purpose? And we could say a lot of things of what it was, but really we can say Jesus' purpose was to glorify the Father. Jesus came, was sent by the Father to glorify the Father and to bring us to Him and empower us to do the work that He left us to do. And Jesus said a lot of really radical things. And we have to start with that because we've got to come to grips with the things that Jesus said before we do anything else. And he said to a group who understood who the Father was, but weren't too sure about who he was, he said, I am the Father and one. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one gets to the Father except through me. So Jesus started this whole thing out very radically. And he called all people to himself to have a pathway to the Father. And we have that by putting our faith in Jesus. We have that pathway to the Father. That's amazing. And so when we start from there, I wanna take what I hope you guys have experienced this week and and pack it up and say, what are we gonna do with it when we leave here tomorrow? What are we gonna do with all of this that we've been given, this incredible blessing of this week? What do we do moving forward? And the word I have for you is leadership. For you guys to be called to be leaders as you are sent out. And we're going to send you out tonight. That's the goal. We want to send you out as leaders. So you might think like, I don't know if I'm a leader. I don't know if I have those leadership qualities. So first of all, the first thing I think about it for a leader, the very first requirement for a leader is to show up. You can't lead if you're not there. You've got to show up. And guess what, you guys? You're here, right? You showed up. Okay, you showed up, so you're underway, all right? That's the first step. And then we think of leadership in the terms of what the world maybe shows us as leadership, right? We think of leadership as maybe screaming, being the loudest. Maybe you have to be the best at something so that then people would listen to you. Maybe you get to a level where then everyone serves you and that's kind of like a world model of leadership. And Jesus came and he flipped everything. But here's a a way I like to think about this. Jesus didn't come and take the system and turn it upside down. We turned it upside down and Jesus came to turn it right side up. He came to turn the whole thing right side up and he said, the greatest among you will be the servant. The greatest among you is gonna serve everyone else. It's an upside down kingdom. It's not that leadership is saying, what do you give to me? Leadership is what can I give to you? Leadership is service. There's a, one of the most successful teams at, at any level, and a few years ago, they had the highest winning percentage of any professional sport in sports history, is a, is a rugby team called the New Zealand All Blacks. Anybody heard of that? All right. So they have, they have a style of leadership that is servant leadership. And one of the things they do is they call it sweeping the sheds. Sweeping the sheds. And they have an actual broom, but what it really means is cleaning up after the team. Cleaning up the locker room after the team. And the New Zealand All Blacks, the highest level players on the team, are in charge of cleaning up the locker room when they're all done. And they're the ones who sweep the shed. And they tell the younger guys, get out of here, we gotta clean up. This is what we do, we clean up. They take that step, they serve others. The greatest will be a servant. And so what is that gonna look like? What is that gonna look like for us to leave this place and go serve the people in our life? So first of all, what I wanna do is, I wanna think about like, what, you've, what you've experienced this week. Like, uh, Raise your hand if this has been an amazing week. All right, I like it, I like it. Um, I have to tell you guys, this prayer stance, you guys, so we call this at our, at our church and in our, in our youth group, we call this victory stance, and when I saw you guys do this when you're praying, I was like, this is amazing. Like, you guys just all do this, and we call this victory stance because there's a couple of cool things about this. There's this interesting thing that happens in our body where when something great happens, our hands go up in the air. Have you ever had that happen? Where like, uh, it's kind of like if you were, I've never won the lottery, but I imagine if I won the lottery, I'd be like, yes, right? When somebody is uh, crossing the finish line of some epic race, like an ultra race or a marathon or a triathlon, and they're barely, barely making it, and they get to the, you don't know if they're gonna actually make it, and they get to the finish line and they go. Like that, it's built into us. It's this victory stance, right? And the victory, you guys, where's it come from? Comes from above, right? We serve a God of victory. He is greater. When I saw that, I was like, you guys are in such a good place. Like this is so right, what's happening here. So as we take what you guys have learned and experienced this week, how do we go out with it? What do we do with it? I think that with my involvement in FCA this year and really following the devotional of greater and then preparing for this message and everything, I can tell you this. Words like great, greater, and greatest are always going to bring me to right here. Can you, guys, can you guys understand that? Greater is from now on, it's, it's right here, right? It's right here. But it's right here to right there. Whenever we come back to a moment like this, it's got to be the focus has to be on God. The focus has to be right back on God. So I want to talk about some tools of what do we do going out from here? What do we take with us? So I love this concept of these three types of relationships we have in our life, up, over, and down relationships. So up is someone who's more experienced than you, someone who knows more about that thing. Over is like a peer, someone who's on this equal playing field with you. And then down is someone below, someone less experienced. So you can take your sport, think of your sport, right? Up would be a coach, up would be a pro athlete, Up would be someone who's done the thing you want to do, but you haven't done it yet. Up would be someone who's your same age, but is more experienced and has more skill than you. Over is a peer. Over is someone who uh, can push you and you can push them. Iron sharpens iron. Over is someone who you can compete with, who can be a, a partner in competition. And the great thing is an over-relationship doesn't have to be the same age, right? Like you, if your sport, for example, like my sport growing up has been tennis and um, tennis players, let's go. I love you. I love you. you. And I wish that that's what happened every time I said the word tennis. So an over-relationship in your sport doesn't have to be the same age. It's just someone who's at the same level who you can battle with. And then down relationships are someone who isn't where you're at. You're further along than they are. So sports are like the beautiful metaphor of life. Sports give us so many opportunities to look at the things of life and like break them down real easily. So sports make that up over and down thing so straightforward, right? Like that's really clear. But the same is true in our other aspects of life. And I want to give you guys a... Something that I hope you can really like grab onto with this idea of being a leader. If you know Jesus, then when it comes to spirituality, everyone who doesn't is a down relationship for you. Every single one, because you have something to give them. No matter how old you are, no matter how far along on this journey you are, if you know Jesus, if he's the savior of your life, if he's your Lord, then anyone who doesn't know him, you're an up relationship when it comes to the things of spirituality, no matter where they're at in life. That's incredible. And we need up over and down relationships in all of these aspects, right? You guys probably experienced during this time, I could tell that you guys love your huddle leaders. Like I got that vibe. (laughs) And those, you guys, those are up relationships, those are up relationships, and those are also sometimes kind of over relationships too, huh? Right? I've coached sports for a long time, and I've had a lot of down relationships that have become over relationships because of how close we've, we've come to each other. We've become friends. And there's an amazing thing, one of the greatest greater verses is Jesus saying that greater love has no one than this that he would lay his life down for his friend. We are friends with Jesus. We are friends with Jesus. That is weird sometimes to think about Jesus as like an over-relationship because he's my friend. He's the Lord of my life. He will always be right here. But he's closer than a brother, he says, right? He is here with us. And so as we leave this amazing setting, like, isn't it incredible, you guys, when you have a day where it's just like, here's a cool thing, here's a cool thing, here's a cool thing. And then we're going to leave this place, and we may not have as many cool things lined up in our day. We may not have as many moments of just like being drawn to God, but he's right here closer than a brother. Even when we're not in this incredible setting, God is right there with us. We are so close to him. He wants to be so close to us. And This is victory stance, you guys. We call this open stance. Uh, If you saw the Jesus statue out there, he's like, hey guys, I'm right here, right? This open stance, okay? This open stance. This is the posture that Jesus has with us. This is the posture that Jesus has with us. And I wanna give you, I wanna give you guys something tonight that I hope you guys will own. I hope you will own this. Repent is a beautiful word repent is not a bad word repent is a beautiful word because repenting you guys is a pivot back towards god repenting is a pivot back towards god and he's right here like this he's right here like this and repenting can be from we could go all the way into a dark place all the way into a dark place i'm going to go back here all the way into a dark place and we turn and jesus is right there Or repenting can be that I've just made that thing I love too big of a deal and I've been so focused on it that I've taken my eyes off Jesus and I need to just do this little pivot and he's right there. So when we leave here, you guys, we've got to keep turning towards Jesus because there isn't going to be the daily setup reminder of like, come back to me, come back to me. Here I am, let's do this. So you're going to have to be a leader. You're gonna have to be a leader. You're gonna to have to lead yourself first, right? That's the first person that we ever lead is ourself. Like sometimes, maybe some of you have someone who wakes you up in the morning or scoops you out of bed, but probably not. Probably you're the person who has to make that first decision of like, I'm gonna wake up and get myself out of bed. I'm gonna lead myself into this first part of the day. And we're gonna to have to take all the stuff that we got this week and we're gonna go out into the, our world and we're gonna to have to be leaders and we're gonna to have to lead with all of this greater information that we've gathered, right? And all of this information is nothing if it's not pulling us to a closeness with God, right? All the information in the world is nothing if we're not drawn closer to God. And when it comes to being a leader, here's the part that's just unbelievable. When we think about any of the things that we want to try to do, we see in the Gospel of John when Jesus knew he was leaving and he said, All the things that I have done, you can do. But you ready for this? He said, Greater things will you do because I am going to be with the Father. So, greater things. Jesus, the Son of God, living among men, incarnate in the flesh, a man walking a perfect life, he said, greater things do I have for you to do, but not because of us, not because of any amount of training, any amount of practicing, but because God lives in us. God lives in us. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And so I can be a leader because I have God in me. So I can't do that on my own. I can't do great things on my own but what can I do with God in me? I don't know that there's a limit to what God wants to do in me. And I know that I'm old and there's definitely not a limit on what God wants to do in you guys. And you don't have to be a certain age to be a leader. No matter how young you are, you can be a leader right now. And you have to leave this place And you have to make sure that you have these up, over, and down relationships. The most important up relationship is God. The most important over relationship is God. And then in your down relationships, you've got to pour God's love out on people. And we're talking about the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, fruit of the spirit. I love this idea. Let's be smoothies. Let's be smoothies, okay? All of that fruit is amazing, right? And who doesn't love a smoothie? I love smoothies. So we want to take that fruit, you guys, and we want to pour that out on people. Imagine a life of just pouring smoothies over people's heads. Like, how rewarding would that be? That's what we can do. And not because it's us doing it, but because it's God doing it through us. So all the things that we're called to do, Are too much for us to do on our own. But God in us can do all these things. And I want to think about there's a there's a little section of scripture that I love so much because one of the questions that you're going to ask yourself you've probably asked yourself already this in life but I guarantee you're going to ask yourself down the road. Guarantee. You're going to say what's God's will for me? What's the will of God in my life? What should I do? And there's a scripture that answers that question, and I love it. And it says, In all things give thanks and pray without ceasing, for this is the will of Christ Jesus for you. In all things give thanks and pray without ceasing. How is that even possible? It's not if we're trying to do it. We can't do that. We can't have experienced all of this and just be like, Sweet. That's not how we're wired. But God in us is greater, greater than any of the systems of this world, like greater than any like self-help thing I could tell you, greater than any like 10,000 hour rule to get great at sports, God is greater and he changes things miraculously. He changes things miraculously. So you've experienced these things and they're very real and God can grab your heart and make you thankful. And how do we do that? We just pray without ceasing. That sounds hard, but God can do it. If we give ourselves to him, we just start this dialogue with him. We just start praying. We just pray and pray and pray and we keep giving everything over toward to God. And he's gonna give us a a heart of gratitude, an attitude of gratitude, a, a gratefulness that is going to be, I love this line from the Bible. You guys ready for this one? A peace that surpasses understanding wouldn't you like to have that a peace about you that the people in your circle go how are you okay right now how are you at peace and then you get to say i wouldn't be but greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world and we can have lives you guys that not only do we need to keep turning back towards God, but we've got to point people towards God. And if you're in this room right now and you've given your life to Jesus, then you are as qualified as me or Billy Graham or whoever your favorite guy is or was. You are qualified. God wants to use you. Because the truth is, it's not about you. Like this has never been about us. That's what's amazing. And when we realize that, that it's not about us, then what is it possible for God to do? And so what kind of posture do you think I need to have to do that? God, do what you want to do. I'm, I'm available. And if you guys are willing to do that, I guarantee you, you'll be blown away by what God does with your life. You will be blown away. When an old guy like me comes up on stage and talks to people and tells them that Jesus loves them, it's, it's right, it's, it's good, I'll even call it great. But when you do it, it's greater. When you guys do it, it's greater. I am around a lot of young people, that's kind of what my world looks like. And I always tell them, do anything that I'm doing and it's so much better than what I'm doing. Because you guys are so powerful. And you don't always know this. I wanna give you a little tool to take as a leader, okay? You're gonna, you're a leader. So what, what does that mean? I wanna explain this thing that is this leadership tool that's just amazing. So I love photography, and your camera has what's called an aperture. And you can raise it higher or lower, and it's how much light is let in. And when you have a very high aperture setting on your camera, it means that the light is, is brought into the frame in a way where a mountain could be in focus, and so could this thing right in front of me. But if I turn the aperture very low, then the, the two won't both be in focus. So if I had my camera here and I set the aperture very low, the mic would be in focus, but the background would be blurry. A high aperture puts everything into focus. So I want you to think about yourself and your aperture. First, let's, let's talk sports for a second. My aperture with sports, there's moments where I need to have a very big aperture and see everything. Maybe I'm the, um, on defense on my football team and I'm calling the plays. I need a big aperture to see the whole picture, what's happening. Maybe I'm up to bat playing baseball and I need a very small aperture, so focused, so seeing the ball. I want you as leaders, when you leave here, to think about your aperture. And I want you to walk into rooms and I want you to open that aperture wide up and see everything in the room meaning that you see everyone in the room. If you as a leader see everyone in the room, then you're gonna start noticing things. You're gonna notice the kid who you haven't noticed before and you're gonna be able to narrow that aperture and see them and go over and say, hey, I'm Josh. And you have something to give to that other kid who's going through hard stuff that a lot of the world doesn't have to give them because you have Jesus. And you may feel unqualified but you're not. Every room you walk into is gonna have people dealing with hard things, asking questions, not knowing anything about God, not knowing what they're gonna do next, maybe thinking really bad things about their life. And if we open up that aperture, we see people, then we can go to them, narrow in on them, and we can share the love of God. We can share the love of God.
0: Thanks for listening today.